0: Hello everyone, you're listening to another episode of the print life podcast and this week I'm going to be chatting all about the unpopular opinion that I have of how it's best to have clarity around your, not only just your industry and your market, but in the type of clients you want to work with and get solid ground underneath you and sales coming in before you begin to diversify. You're listening to The Print Life Podcast. I'm Leslie Kinahan, owner and creative director at White Buffalo Studio and founder of The Print Life Community. This podcast was created to offer insight into the hidden world of print design. If you're a surface pattern or print designer who wants to attract dream clients, increase sales, and build a sustainable business that you love, you're in the right place. With over a decade of experience, I'll be covering all things surface pattern and print design, sales, marketing, and mindset to support designers in growing a creative business. Whether you're freelance, in-house, or just getting started, I've got you covered. Welcome to The Print Life. Unpopular opinion. It's not always best to diversify right off the bat. Oftentimes in the world of surface pattern and print design or fashion print design, home interior print design, whether you do fabric, craft, paper market, whatever your industry is, we are often told don't put all your eggs in one basket. Design for lots of different things. If you design with a strong handwriting, then you can sell your work to anything, right? My very unpopular opinion is that while that works for some, it does not work for everyone. And the best way to know when it's time to diversify is if you've actually taken the time to become a specialist in one area and you're actually seeing return on your investment, steady income, you're seeing growth, and then you diversify. What does it mean to diversify exactly? In my opinion, in our industry, it means to have multiple markets kind of that you're designing into at once. And I don't mean for one industry, I mean, multiple industries. So for example, if your niche of the industry is fashion and within the fashion industry, you like to design for swim, swimwear, kids wear, men's, women's, there's so many options, even within the swimwear market, right? Let's say you're a swimwear designer for children. Well, that can easily lend itself to prints for children's sleepwear or prints for children's wear in general. And depending on what trends are happening, it could very well also work for other products, right? So I'm not necessarily saying that a designer's work cannot work for a variety of products. However, if you're looking to intentionally grow a business, if you're looking for consistent revenue, consistent income, and to truly build a career around doing what you love, I've seen time and time again, when designers focus, focus their efforts, their creative practice, their craft, and their business practice toward one market at a time, I see the most successful designers doing this. So What does that look like? This would look like choosing one industry. And when I say industry, this is fashion, home, paper, quilt. So there's a a lot of variety there. And not only is it about choosing because you can better identify to the end use, but even the way you create prints for all these various industries is going to change from industry to industry. I would say fashion and home, the most similar and then craft paper and quilting are very similar as well so you could choose in that way if you're like a lot of designers that I work with that don't want to choose you could separate it that way fashion and home craft quilt and paper and the reason we do this is not because we only see our artwork working for that particular market or industry, but we do this to be intentional about who we're reaching out to, to work with, how we envision our artwork on an end product, the end use of the product and how in alignment we can be to a specific type of client so that we attract more of those types of clients into our space. And it gives you a way of doing research. It gives you a way of self guiding your creative direction. It gives you a way of putting mood boards together that feels very focused and in line with what your market is doing at the moment. And what it's going to do is it's going to attract specific types of buyers into your space. And once you begin working with those buyers, you'll get better working within that industry, within that market. And then when you go to work with other clients that are in that market or industry, they know they're in good hands. They can tell, they feel that it's a good fit. They know that you understand their brand. They know that you understand their needs and that you can deliver to the industry expectation. And when you're hopping around from one industry to another, from one market to another, one type of client to another, you may be successful in doing this. You may find success in putting your work in 20 different baskets and seeing what sticks. But if we're not being strategic about why we're doing that and we're not looking and auditing what's working so that we know where to throw more work, then it may not work in your favor to just simply diversify and give your prints to a lot of different platforms because there is such a thing as being feeling a little bit watered down. And if you have strong brand, and you're trying to sell over here, and you're trying to sell over here, and you're trying to sell doing this way, and that way, and this way, and that way, yes, you're probably going to go, hey, I get a couple prints over there, a couple prints over there, a couple sales there, a couple sales here, great, this is working, but you have to stop and ask yourself, would I be better served putting more energy into half the amount of areas and funneling work through them to see who's making which platform, which revenue stream is making me the most return on my investment so that I can put more of my energy there. Because when it's all said and done, this is about creating consistency so that you can continue to do what you love in this business. If you want to do big collaborations with big companies, having a very unique aesthetic that is in line to the aesthetic of the companies you wanna work with is going to be key. And this is going to take us all the way back to being intentional about having a market focus and an industry focus. Perhaps you wanna build brand and licensing, but you also want to sell your work with a studio. And maybe you wanna play around. I've, I've worked one-on-one with a couple people in our membership who are very interested in licensing out their illustrations, but also want to create prints for studios. That's beautiful because you're actually giving intention to the illustration work and intention to the work you're doing for the studio. Those are two streams of income that are not competing with each other. And you're giving them both a chance to see if they're working for you. And this is how we want to break up our year, break up our quarter, break up our month to make sure that we are able to give each one of these revenue streams enough of our time and enough of your creative practice. You start in one market at a time and you can be in one market and still have multiple streams of income. You do not have to diversify outside of your market to have other streams of income. For example, you can be very intentional and say I'm in the fashion industry and I do women's swim, women's sleepwear, and women's ready to wear. That's very focused. It's women's fashion prints, right? And within those categories maybe some part of the year you do sleepwear some part of the year you do swimwear and then some part of the year you do ready to wear and as you begin developing a creative practice and getting in control of your handwriting and your style and what studios you're working with what clients you're working with you can then begin to see the overlap that will occur we call it market crossover and often if you're designing for example women's wear it could cross over into active. It could cross over into sometimes to home goods. It could cross over into swim, swim and active have a lot of, um, market crossover, and if you're able to do this, this is a really great way to then begin funneling your work through. I like to say, just start with two or three revenue streams. So if you do want to diversify, but you also want to be intentional and focused so that you can build authority in your industry and become a specialist so that you can charge more for your work and get more sales and get attract more clients into your space and get a a little bit of buzz going around who you are as a designer. When you just throw your work out to a lot of different markets, a lot of different places, more often than not a case of no one really knowing who you are or if they want to work with you because you're kind of all over the place, right? Some designers can get away with it. If you've established brand first, if you've established your handwriting first, then it's a little bit easier to kind of put all your work out there in a lot of different areas. But if you're newer to the industry, you're just getting started. If you're, even if you're seasoned and you want to kind of like hone it in a little, it's good to come back to that one market. And the crossover will allow for sales to other markets because oftentimes no matter what kind of print collection we create, there's going to be some crossover into other markets. There's going to be other people interested in your work that are outside of your market. But what you can do as a market specialist is simply take your collection and show it to your own client list. If you have a client list via email, once you've given them the opportunity to purchase, they do, they don't, whatever's left you take and you give to a studio. Then you design a new collection and you put it up on a different platform because maybe it's a different handwriting than what you show your clients. Maybe you spend a little bit more time and your prints are a little bit more elaborate that you share with your audience. And then the prints that you put up on this other platform could be a little bit more geared to the licensing world or paper goods or even conversational prints. And then the work that you're handing off to the studio is just giving your main collection a second chance to be sold. So you give your clients kind of first chance, first chance to purchase, first dibs on your work, then you hand off what didn't sell to the studio. So you're putting it in front of more eyes, which is what we want, right? Because as print designers, Whether you're selling exclusive or non, there's this idea of one-to-one or one-to-many. And if you design your heart out, these beautiful prints, and only your clients see it and nobody else does, these other people are missing out on an opportunity to buy your work. Your work is not going to get out there in the world if you're not giving it as many chances as you can to be sold. This is how I recommend diversifying, the idea of diversifying, is having multiple revenue streams that you run your work through, but the work itself is targeted to a specific industry, to a specific client that you have in mind, a specific end use, a specific market. And what this does, it allows you to get to know that market, to get to know that client, to begin designing in such alignment to that market to that audience that you become known as somebody who's really good at handling that type of work those type of prints and people will approach you you will be sought out over time i'm not saying it's going to happen right away but i'm proof of concept that this in fact works and i've seen designers that i have worked with work this in their favor over the years it's all about patience and really doing the work, doing the research and getting to know that market. If we just sit around and design, 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 whatever we want to design all the time, it may be really beautiful art, but if the intention of the market, the intention of the end use isn't there, the work's not going to sell. I've seen designers that paint beautiful flowers. They're such amazing artists. And then when you try and get them to create a print, it doesn't land because The experience isn't there of knowing what type of layout, what type of movement, what type of repeat, what type of aesthetics need to be involved, how it looks on the body, the scale. Um, Just There's a whole understanding of end use that if we're just designing for a notebook, a PJ set, a swim set, little kids, older women, men, and we're designing for them all with the same print, It may sell because we're giving it all of these options to sell, right? But it's not intentional. That being said, there is a lot of art out there that can easily translate from one market to another. And as long as you've dropped that artwork into a mock-up and you know that that works on those multiple products, multiple markets, or however you're showing your work and your work lends itself to diversifying in that way, then that's wonderful. But I would say nine times out of 10, it's not going to necessarily work that way. And wouldn't you rather make consistent income without the burnout while establishing yourself as an authority in one area, becoming a go-to, becoming known for your work, for your style, and having clients come to you because they know that you understand their audience, their customers. And often, depending on what's trending, certain prints will work across a variety of markets. And this will depend on timing, your handwriting, and can be very beneficial if you're staying on top of this and you know that that's in fact what's happening. As we've seen over the years, as it's become more and more popular to kind of um, I think I talked about this uh, at the very beginning of the pandemic because it was hilarious to me that I went to a party and I had just taken my son, it was before the lockdown, I had just taken my son out of his little pool in the backyard, which had a lemon print on it. And a couple years back, we had done really well with lemon prints, like Italian lemoncello tile type lemon prints. And then we saw lemon prints again. Then we saw them on the runway. Then we saw them in home interiors and then we saw it and then it's on my son's pool. <laughs> and then we went to a party and the moms and the daughters were matching with the lemon print. And I just kept thinking like, if you were on top of that in that moment where you design really amazing lemon prints. You could have sold to a wide variety of clients if you knew in that moment that you could hit a lot of different audiences. You could put it up on this platform, put it up on that platform, make some more lemon prints, give them to a studio, show them to your email list because everybody wanted them. So if you have the understanding, you can see that that's about to happen, take advantage of it for sure. But what's interesting is maybe you got really good at lemon prints. Because you know that very beautiful watercolor, high quality fruit conversationals are really popular in the sleepwear market and that's your market. So you're really good at those prints. And what's interesting is we can't just all throw a lemon together and it's going to sell. Like you still have to be good at it and it still has to be laid out in such a way that it lends itself to the end use, right? For example, the lemon print that was on my son's pool was very vector It was fun, clean shapes that were probably done in Illustrator, only two or three colors max. And then at the party on the clothing, we saw the lemon print, but it was watercolored with beautiful leaves, really beautiful movement and layout within the artwork, right? And then when you see it on a tablecloth, it's going to be a little bit different than when you see it on a journal, a little bit different than when you see it on a swimsuit right? On a swimsuit, you have to be careful where that lemon's landing and the shape of the lemon, where the leaves are landing, the opacity. It can't be as strong maybe unless it's kids swim. So these are all things that we must think about in order to really gauge if your work, your handwriting, and your style is the type that can lend itself to multiple products without making a lot of changes to it. I will use someone as an example. There's an artist that I know of who does a really beautiful job of doing like ditzy florals, medium-sized florals, and a lot of really beautiful movement. Uh, The layouts are always really great. So whether you saw this print on a kid's swimsuit, an adult swimsuit, a men's shirt, a notebook, um, whatever product you can think of, curtains, well, maybe not curtains, but... There's a lot of different products that I could see this working on. And if you know that your work lends itself to doing that, then this is a good option for you. But often starting with the focus, starting with the intention and really giving it all to one area doesn't necessarily mean you cannot sell in a variety of ways. A lot of times when I'm speaking to designers about holding off, on diversifying and putting a little bit more focus into the work that they're doing. Um, I get a, a little bit of pushback, right? Because so many of us want to do so many things and I'm guilty of this myself. I mean, I'm always adding something else to my plate, knowing full well that I should be giving what I'm already doing more of my undivided time before I move on to something else. We're all guilty of it because we're creatives and there's so many things that we want to do, right? Right. But I want you to ask yourself, if you're one of these people that's like, no, I want to do paper goods and quilting market and swimwear and this platform and that platform and fashion prints and home. I want to do all of them. I don't want to pick. I will ask you, are you making the money you want to make? Are you hitting the sales you want to be hitting? Do you feel that you're constantly designing without seeing a lot of return on your investment? Do you feel burnt out? If you don't feel any of those things, then have at it. If you're seeing a lot of sales doing it this way, then that is working for you. But if you're thinking to yourself, why am I not making any sales? Why can I not find my dream clients? Where are these clients that are going to be buying my prints on a regular basis? Why didn't I get the job? Why did the studio say no? If any of these things are happening in your creative career right now i would guess that it has to do with not feeling aligned to one market and i would challenge you to choose one market give it three months and see how it goes thank you for joining me for another episode of the print life podcast If you enjoyed chatting about diversifying your income, working with multiple markets, or deciding to focus on just one market to get started, I invite you to head over to whitebuffalostudio.com forward slash links and check out my free workshop, Master Your Market. See you next time.